Let me tell you a secret. Veterans are entering a world full of opportunity, but you can only participate if you know the tricks of personal branding, leveraging your skills in the modern digital economy, and most importantly, positioning your benefits and assets to give you financial control when you stop following orders. I'm Scott Tucker, and I'm here to tell you what they don't want you to know. Welcome to Veteran Wealth Secrets, where we show you how to go from apathy and aspiration to autonomy and financial control. If you're not innovating or recognizing what is being innovated, then you risk getting left behind. Hi, I'm Scott Tucker, and welcome back to Veteran Wealth Secrets. And one of the secrets that I talk about in my book is the innovation in the life insurance space and how the vast majority of the financial planning or financial advice industry really hasn't been paying attention to it. And more so, even if they know about it, they disparage it or don't bother to learn how it actually works and use it in the wrong ways. And that's unfortunate because it's actually quite fascinating. So if you've been uh, listening to the podcast, make sure you check out the last episode where we talk about redefining what life insurance is and how you can use it to help yourself build wealth. But we're not talking about the old school approach of doing this, the stuff that a lot of firms pitch around whole life insurance. That's old technology. No. But in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about you know, how you can gain yourself from this innovation. Because life insurance innovation is just like innovation in every other aspect of our lives. It's, it's new technology a new financial weapons system that's been developed in recent decades. And people haven't been able to figure out how to employ it, especially the financial professionals, because it's it's a bringing your new toys to an old fight type of approach. But I believe in the coming decades, this new approach is going to become more and more common because of the way the financial system is going to play out and the amount of true risk involved with people's money. Whether it's the risk of a stock market crash, the risk of taxes going up, the risk of getting sued, the risk of losing jobs, or the risk of just plain not having liquid assets in the right places. Those are the risks that, as I talked about in the last episode, are solved by using this life insurance strategy, what we're talking about. The, the strategy, I'm not buying it for death benefit, but ensuring the income producing potential of an individual that income can come not just from a job income can come from lots of different things avoiding taxes <laughs> getting growth in the market without losses okay but at the end of the day we've got crazy amounts of government debt the coronavirus has caused disruption in the stock market and the economy and in february in march of 2020 when the virus first got found or discovered, the stock market took its worst dive since 2008. Okay, that was, was real quick. Nobody was really noticing it because they were too worried about lockdowns and masks. But at the end of the day, there was a storm of protests and riots and looting and general civil unrest that's in some ways still unfolding, even after all these elections. 
And all these problems are fueled by some level of the internet. Because there's a lot of risk out there right now. Yet the the way the average financial professional currently approaches mitigating those risks is so simply no different than what they were doing before the internet was invented. And that's crazy. See, the world is different now. And our risks are doing this series to introduce this new financial technology and the way it was developed. And to set that up, let's take a look at the three main aspects of the financial industry. First, there's the investment world. Think Wall Street. In one way or another, the entire investment world is tied to owning stock in a company or an asset like gold or cash or bond or something like that. Transactions take place through a market. That's what the stock market is. Then there's the real estate market, which is made up of people who own their homes or who own investment properties or commercial real estate. And there's a whole different thing going on over there that caused the financial crisis of 2008. We had overextended subprime mortgages and builders were building like crazy and overinflating the market. And the same thing happened with the dot-com bubble around the turn of the century in 2000. And finally, there's the financial industry that people seem to forget about, the insurance industry. Other than technically defining credit default swaps, most insurance really has nothing to do with the shenanigans going on on Wall Street. Credit default swap is insurance on a trade, on a bet, really. If, if you haven't seen the big short, that's not really the type of insurance we're talking about. But that's the only way, if you ever hear the word insurance with a bad name, that's what it would refer to. But the innovation in the life insurance industry isn't happening on Wall Street. They don't get tied up in flashy things like real estate. They don't do super ads. They don't take major risks. They hang out in places like Des Moines, Iowa, Iowa, or Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That's where the headquarters are. Real cheap to operate a business there. And, and really, they're playing a very long game, decade game, to get profits. So they don't have to take their short-term risks to be flashy like Wall Street does. And it is a fact that our economy, in our economy, prices can and will inflate. And people can get overextended. But for decades and decades, like well, over 100 years, the insurance companies have been making these very smart plays with money. And while the investment banks, such as Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns back in 2008, they were either crashing or the other ones got bailed out. And while the real estate market shocked everybody and crashed, if anything, the insurance companies have been growing especially the smaller firms that are being more flexible with how they distribute their value and thinking beyond the old school model of how to sell insurance. In this part of the financial industry, there's innovation going on. Sure, there's always innovation going on in the investment world. There's always a guy who thinks he can beat the market. But when it comes to mitigating real risks, the risks I mentioned at the beginning of this, this episode, the insurance companies are your best bet, hand da hands down, because like I said, they haven't been flashy. They figured out some nice ways to structure and leverage insurance similar to the way you'd leverage real estate. Though they never were before, these vehicles are now available to the average American. And not only can these vehicles help you mitigate risk, they offer a heck of a lot nicer bonuses that add up. 
the things I mentioned in the last episode. So make sure you go listen to that. But what, what we want to do is help these insurance companies do what they really suck at. They're not good at branding and marketing themselves. They're not good at explaining what problems they help solve. A lot of times they, they still think they're basically death insurance because you know, that's how they got started. And when really they're smart people who understand numbers and they understand the tax code, they're trying to develop ways to grow their business. And that's smart, but they don't know how to tie together all that they have to offer so that it can really change somebody's life. But we know that story and we know how it works in the military and veteran community and how it complements all the benefits that you're getting from the American taxpayer. So what kind of people are good candidates for using life insurance innovation to take control of their finances? Who is this solution for? The better question is, who is life insurance innovation not for? Truthfully, it's probably not for most. The people who aren't really paying attention to their lives and just going through the motions. It's only those or only for those who really want to say, listen, I've got myself in a pretty good position. I've served in the military. I've made some good money. I've saved a lot. I've got a lot of benefits and bonuses that I can use and leverage. And I want to know how to do it. I want to know how to be liquid. I want to position myself to not just get a job when I get get out of the military or be or have to stay in a job for many years because I haven't saved any money, but to maybe grow some wealth and influence so that one day I'll be able to give back more so I can actually use my money. And there's no rules on when I'm allowed to use it. And for a person with this kind of mindset, the insurance vehicles that we're talking about become very intriguing type of strategy of approach to dealing with your finances. But we've noticed at US Vet Wealth that it's really only for, for the top 10% of our community that, that fit that mindset. For the other 90%, yeah, I, I totally recommend following the state standard Dave Ramsey approach, which will set you up for you know, good success in the fixed income world if you're planning on you know, working until you want to retire and saving a portion of your income and you know, making no changes. You've got no desire or aspiration to step out and take more of a leadership role. That's fine. This approach isn't going to be for you, and you probably aren't listening to this show anyway. So you, if you are listening to this show, then you know who we're talking about, and you know why you don't want to uh, be stuck in that path. But for those who really want to leverage their potential, let me share my story. I've been in this industry for 10 years, or more than that, actually. And I've been innovating not just in the financial services world, but in the online marketing and job creation space, you know, especially for the military and veteran community. And I realize how these things tie together. When you stop, when you start operating as your own individual business entity, whether or not you're an entrepreneur, you can still be a contractor. Even if you get a job, you're spending your time for money. So you might as well get similar benefits to an entrepreneur in regards to the tax system and how you leverage your money, and how you want to use the banks, and all that kind of stuff. That's all very difficult to set up and do. But what if there's a way to get all the same benefits that a business owner gets with regards to protecting your assets from litigation, some sort of investment growth vehicle, i.e. the business, having a way to generate revenue, having a way to build equity that you can pass along, sell, do whatever you want with, use, having a way to leave a legacy, 
and having it all be tax-free and available for you to leverage like you would with a bank in any way you fit. You see, these insurance vehicles are the only way to get the same advantages out of the system that a small business owner gets. And I call it the wealth and liberty strategy because it liberates you to make your own choices with your money. You're not stuck with regards to how much you're allowed to contribute based on your age or when you're allowed to withdraw the money or for what purposes you're allowed to use it. With this strategy, you have the flexibility to control your own resources, your own potential in your own life, which makes sense because that's what you are insuring. You're insuring the income-producing potential of your life. It's not about death. Yes, if you die, somebody wins the lottery and gets that big death benefit. But that's just a bonus. You're not dead yet. So let's learn how to position your money in a way that you can use it. And that's why I created what I call the Survivor Liberty Plan. The idea is not to sell your life, you life insurance, but to get the right people to understand how to use it. And yes, this whole show is intended to sell you something if you think it's valuable. If you think that the way we use it is a good fit for you, then great. I'll help you use it. But I'm not here to give you advice. I'm here to help you strategize. But you can't make the determination of whether or not the solution is right for you if you don't know that it exists, if you don't understand how it works. So... That's why I created U.S. Vet Wealth. That's why I wrote the book, Veteran Wealth Secrets, to help inform you of your options and develop improvements on the strategy as you know, we get more feedback. We want to learn how, to, how you be best understand this and how you can use it in the proper way to get the most bang for your buck because we want to be very intentional with it. So that's all for today. Check out the next episode where we talk a little bit more about how this strategy can work for you. And uh, please subscribe to the show. Leave a rate and review. Share it with a friend if you can. And, and check out, and especially on this topic around life insurance, check out the YouTube channel, Veteran Wealth Secrets, because that's where I break down in a number of videos uh, a lot of examples on how this can work in different situations. A lot, a lot of times, obviously, for career military, how we leverage the pension, how do you avoid the cost of the survivor benefit plan. But that's a part of this. It solves that one problem, but it can also do so much more. Some of the things we're talking about in today's show. So check those things out and visit usvetwealth.com to obviously learn more. And if you want to set up a time to chat, would love to see how we can help. All right. Check out the next show. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Veteran Wealth Secrets. Be sure to subscribe to us on all the podcast channels, also on YouTube and share it with a friend. Visit our website at usvetwealth.com to get access to all of our free resources, including the first three chapters of Veteran Wealth Secrets, the post-military guide to gaining autonomy and control. You can get that today on our website, first three chapters for free, or you can go to amazon.com if you want the Kindle or paperback. We have other resources all over the website, so check out usvetwealth.com to learn more.